Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to your Tableau podcast. Hey, podcast. You are listening to your podcast. That's to your. You are listening to the Tableau podcast. Welcome back to the Tableau podcast. Are you following us right now on Twitter and IG? Well, you should be. And also, you should be subscribing to our Apple Podcasts and our Spotify uh, so that you don't miss a single episode. I hope you love all of the content you've been getting. If you, if you loved it, uh, go and rate us. Give us five stars, please. Okay, so my manager, Eddie's here again. Hey. What's going on, bro? I am working on new music. Finally. Yes, I, I am like fully in... Um, I, d- I don't want to say album mode because the minute I say it, I sound like Drake and like all our fans are going to be like, oh, when's it dropping? Uh, so I don't want to say I'm in that mode yet, but I'm in the process of writing like a lot of songs. Uh, people are wondering if I'm going to be able to release a new thing this year. And I actually, I don't know if I told you, but I don't think so. I'm not sure I'm going to release something new this year. I already had like, Two releases this year, if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that Lee Sora Shiga song that I produced. And then I had our album. So that's already two big projects that I did this right. year. And thank you everyone for loving those songs. I mean, it's, that album is still fantastic. I still hear it all over the place. Thank you so much. My wife sent you this morning the one of those tour recaps. Yeah. I think it was of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Brings back great memories. It yeah. feels like, what was that like? Six months ago, but it feels like yesterday. But I do feel like I'll have new music um, possibly multiple times next year. Let's go. Judging by how many songs um, are coming out great right now. So keep your fingers crossed. And uh, today, you know, I actually… Have you seen this thing? Like, um, so Elon Musk is trying to get us to Mars? Like, to colonize Mars. Really. The SpaceX thing. Okay, that's, that's the purpose of SpaceX. Okay. So dude's um, doing Tesla. Also taking us to Mars and building a tunnel under LA. Right? Right. The, the drilling. Is that happening right now? Well, see, I don't know what's going to happen fast. Okay, that's, that whole thing… It's supposed to be about traffic, right? Because LA has got a huge traffic problem. There is a train being built right now uh, by it, the city. Is it above ground? Uh, it's below ground. Okay, so that so it's a subway. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's different from what you made it sound like. It's this huge, like new, like yeah. technological advancement. But there isn't a subway yet. So okay, so so LA is going to get a subway. But this is different from Elon Musk's, I believe. Okay, well, Elon Musk's drilling thing is um, so like you take your car down, like into the ground, and then you, you there are like basically highways underground. 
mm-hmm. right? Which is supposed to, um, you know, soothe the uh, traffic problem. It's supposed to handle. It's supposed to eliminate the traffic problem, right? Right. Um, but also, like, I hear, I hear that like Uber and Lyft are doing like those flying taxis. You've heard about that, right? They're like helicopters, but they they look more like, you know, like just flying capsules, basically. It's like these weird drone, like humongous, giant drone-looking guys that are basically helicopters, but not helicopters. How are they picking us up? Do you hop in, or are they picking you up? Like there a are claw? stations. There's like a station, mm-hmm. and you go there. You get in this helicopter thing, and it's like a helicopter. So it's just it's a tiny drone-like helicopter, and it flies. Um, to a designated station, and it's like, it's like uh, no one has to actually pilot this thing; it's autopilot, right? Um, and I think before this whole tunnel thing even happens, that might be implemented first. Sounds like trouble. It actually, as soon as I saw like the mockups for it, I was like, dude, I can just see the amount of like. Accidents we're gonna be hearing about, right? Anything you lift anything off the ground, you know it's it's dangerous, and also you're like trusting AI to do this, right? Which is, um, you know, how can we trust it all? My phone's pretty smart, but it still freezes. Exactly. That's what I'm saying, dude. I'm my not phone's in, not smart. I'm not hopping in no vessel, getting picked up by a like a. Roller coaster tycoon claw and being <laughs> transported to, you know, A and B. I think I can uh, take the extra fifteen minutes on the highway, my dude. So, but what if um, <laughs> from where you live, let's say you have to get to the airport, right? Yeah. How long does it take? About thirty minutes. Okay. Let's say this um, this thing, like this tunnel thing or this drone helicopter thing, right. could take you there in like ten. Okay. Would you take it? No. Five. Now we're talking. Would you take it? Five minutes. Okay, five minutes and there's a guaranteed safety. Kind of like, well, it's as safe as, it's like as safe as an airplane. Yeah, safe as an airplane, which is, well, yeah, you know, then of course. not a guarantee. But, but I mean, 99.99% chance you're going to be good, right? Mm. So, um, for those reasons, with no safety risk at all, I'm in. Okay. Well, that's what it's proposing. And um, this SpaceX thing, I guess, so the Mars thing is in case of, a, of like an apocalypse situation, like, right? Like why else would we have to colonize Mars? Because of like climate change and like polluting use of Earth, so we have to look into going to different So it's the end of the world situation, right? Okay, so th- this is for when the Earth is no longer... Um, habitable. Yeah, habitable. Like so, it's 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 an apocalypse situation that Elon Musk is preparing us for, and I appreciate that. But I'm not going to Mars. Yeah, I totally appreciate it. Um, but if this happens in our lifetime, I'm not sure that I'm going to go to Mars. Right. I'm uh, Dude, I'm like the captain of the Titanic ship. I'm going down with the ship. You know what I'm saying? AKA Planet Earth. I'm. On that ship, I'm going to be the guy that plays the violin. <laughs> Mithra is going to be playing the cello. Okay. He can play the cello? No, no. But, oh. But we'll, you know, the, you know in the film, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they play it to, to the end. Yeah. The sad music. And he's like, gentlemen, yeah. 
It's yeah. been fun playing with you. Yes, yes. Fun. It's been an honor playing with you. <laughs> oh yeah, honor. Yeah. And I didn't you notice I didn't mention two cuts. <laughs> you don't need any turntables. Because you know this. where two cuts is gonna be, right? On Mars. No, no, two cuts is gonna be the guy with the pistol, like telling the ladies and the children to get off the lifeboat so he can get on and leave. <laughs> Billy Zane? Yeah, he's gonna be Billy Zane. You don't you don't get mad Billy Zane vibes from two cuts? I look at two cuts, I get mad Billy Zane vibes. Yeah, I do get those yeah, vibes. Yeah, two cuts will be gone. Sip it, Billy Zane. Yeah, two cuts will be gone by the time like there's any like rumbling in the engine. Okay, he's gone. That's why you know we're on the same page. That's why I said he'd be on Mars. He he would be on Mars. He'd be on Mars, dude. I have a hard time like wrapping my mind around like living anywhere outside of like Seoul, right? Because of the commute. So it's going to be impossible for me to like even fathom living in Mars. I mean, that's a hell of a commute. It's a dust issue for me. Yeah. But you know, Seoul's got a pretty bad, like right. Korea's got a bad, like an unfortunate dust issue. Right. So um, it's not something we're not used to, but Mars is pretty far. Okay. And we're closer to the sun, right? Mars is closer to the sun. Right. Which is, it's going to be pretty hot. Uh, you know, I, I just don't see like, I just don't see what they're going to do with this place. Right. Getting there is a part, one part of the problem. It's only yeah, it's one like, part of the problem. Like, sick, bro. You got to Mars. Now what? Yeah. What's going to be there though? Yeah. Okay. It's going to be a dome. They're going to build a dome. Okay. This is one step away from, uh, I'm not sure I want to live on, under a dome. All that recycled air condition, it's like living in a plane, dude. Like It'd be my like, skin would explode, dude. <laughs> it would be like it would be like uh the, the Jim Carrey movie. You know? Liar liar. No, 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 no. <laughs> the Jim Carrey movie. The the Jim Carrey movie. Uh 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 oh uh um Bruce Almighty. Dude, no, I know what like, you're talking about. I know what you're talking about. Uh the one where he's like uh in a fake set. So living in a fake set. Fake reality. Yeah, yeah. The yeah, the Show. Truman Show. I kept wanting to say Ace Ventura. I, I was like, but that's yeah, not I was animals. thinking, I was thinking Pet Detective. <laughs> As I was saying it, I was like, Pet Detective? No, 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 no. It's because you said it's the, the yeah, show. The or, Truman Show. Yeah, Truman Show. Okay. So it's going to be like the Truman Show where like, I don't want to live in any, any place where like at the end of the line, I run into a wall. You know? I want to know that there's infinite space out there. And even if there is one behind a screen, I, I don't want to be like running into that, you know, Truman Show wall. I don't think you'll deal with that problem like on Mars though. Oh, you're talking about in the Coliseum, right? Yeah, inside, uh, okay, the, okay, inside okay. the dome. Yeah, there's only so much you could do. I think at that point, like the only sport that will be available is definitely gaming, right? I think real estate is going to be very hard to come by. Everyone's going to have their own little nap pods. I imagine it'll be very similar to like the Matrix. Or Ready, Ready Player One. Yeah. Everyone's just the like, yeah, movie, yeah. Right. These little like bunks. Um, so it's going to be like, v we're going to be living inside VR is what you're saying? I think so. Because we're on Mars? I just, from sp a space, like uh, literally a space perspective, there's just, how big is this Coliseum? How many people are we trying to fit in there? Are we calling it the Coliseum now? Coliseum. Yeah. Okay, but you know, you obviously know something yeah, about this. You know stuff that we. You got know. like a direct line to Elon. Yeah. Okay. 
So what did he say? What's going on? Oh, I'm pretty sure it costs like some crazy amount of money. Eric's okay. fans bought myself, Eric, and Brian like well, those tickets to Mars. You guys got tickets to Mars? Like one of Eric's fans, I saw it. They like purchased these tickets and they sent us confirmation numbers. I'm like, what is this? I appreciate it. Wait, wait, wait. And okay. I was like in Yo. the shower thinking like what if one of these days this little joke of a purchase is going to save my life? That's great of the fans. Like, you know, to this, until you said that, like, I didn't want to go to Mars. But now that there are tickets for specifically just for you, Eric, and Brian, um, I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> like, what about me, dude? You guys are just going to leave me here and go to Mars? No. And, I mean, you said Eric's fans gave it to you guys? Yeah. Okay, so… So just Eric and his bro blood brothers. Right. That's enough? What about me? What about Tableau? I know you guys know who I am. <laughs> right? You guys know that I'm like a bro to these guys. What? Where's my Mars ticket? Yeah. Why not me? That's what I'm saying. Like the three of them, what are they going to do on Mars without me? They need me there. You, need, you want me there. It's true. It we have a contract. There. Of a contract. I'm going to Mars. Get me a ticket, please. I think, yeah, I, I saw those tickets. I thought it was like really funny. I thought it was pretty cute. And then I was like, hey, but what about Rocky? Hey, what about, you know, my family? And then it's just like this, this slippery slope of like, who are the most important uh, people to me? And I'm like, I need to ring Tableau. He's my cash cow. He's the reason why I'm living in this mansion. So I, I owe I am, it to him. I am. <laughs> Did you just really say that I am your cash cow? Oh my god. Dude, that Freudian tweet, Freudian slip right there. That tweet you put out? Yeah, those that was real. You texted me that shit. I know. But You're like, I really care about the money. I mean your career. Yeah. What? We're gonna have a very That was the first thing I saw in the morning when I woke up. So I was like, what? Um, anyways, like it's gonna be that twenty twelve situation. That movie, two thousand twelve. With Dwayne? No. Dwayne Johnson. No, no, no. Dwayne Johnson. That's the only movie Dwayne Johnson's not in, actually. Interesting. With uh, John Cusack. Yeah, yep. Is it 2012? It's like about so. the end of the world and they're like trying to get on this boat. Right. And um, like basically Noah's Arks. And there's one in China that they want to get on. But like only the rich have tickets to be on it. And it was like crazy expensive or something. So he has to like get his… Like save his family by somehow getting them on the boat. Stuff like this, right? And… That's for real. Like, I'm glad the fans got you those tickets, but because uh, I'm sure I hope that it wasn't a scam. Because back in the day, my fans got me a uh, like real estate on the moon. Mm -hmm. Like, I own a part of the moon. Can you build on there? No, it was it was a scam. Oh, it was. My fans got scammed, and um, I hope that that no fans get scammed in this situation. So, like, yeah, don't look into it before you get your your uh, faves. A gift, okay? Don't don't ever get scammed. But uh, what I'm trying to say is, at that point when this apocalypse thing happens, I am pretty sure that the tickets to get on there is going to be very very expensive to the point where like most of us, they're they're going to leave most of us, and the elite will get to go. Two hundred k for a ticket. 
All right, so our um, producer Diane just sent us um, some more information about this Mars situation. Okay, so there's a picture. Have you seen the SpaceX's Starship as envisioned by a, for a Mars settlement? Okay, Spaceship looks pretty cool. It's got like some Mad Roswell vibes. Okay, like 1950s, right. like retro tech kind of vibe. Uh, and then there's this dome, which is pretty tiny. Pretty tiny. Probably fits about 50 people. Dude, it looks like you could have the Super Bowl in there. That's pr- pretty much uh, it. Yeah. Okay. Not impressed with those projections. Hey, Elon. Not impressed, bro. Elon. Too small. <laughs> <laughs> Just, think bigger. He said 2050. 2050? Dude, that's like very close by. That's like th- by the time like Black Panther 5 comes out. Okay. It's yeah. not that far away. Yeah, it's really not. Um, That's pretty early. It's $200,000 for a ticket. I'm pretty sure that those aren't the tickets that Eric's fans got you. Wait, it's already pre-ordering right now? Well, apparently it's $200,000. That's what it says here. <laughs> That's it. Um, Just kidding. Oh, Elon answered himself. He's like… The total cost of having a self-sustaining civilization on Mars will cost about a hundred billion. Oh, he wrote between a hundred billion and ten trillion. Okay. Yeah, it's like. <laughs> so he's like. It's between one dollars and two dollars. Like, how much is a soul? It's either one dollar or one trillion dollars. <laughs> That's how I build PNLs. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you know what? You're either gonna make hundred bucks. Or five million dollars. Yes, exactly. That's exactly my projection for next year. Right. I'm either gonna make zero dollars or one billion dollars. So. Well, anyways, and he's uh, he's saying a pro. Okay, so about so cargo to Mars for a self-sustaining city. How are you gonna get all this done? And he's like, it's gonna cost about a hundred k per ton. Cost would be a hundred billion. Okay, well, is Mars our only option right now, guys? Um, if Earth goes to hell, do we have any other option other than Mars? Can we not live on boats? What are you talking about? <laughs> Dude, you, you do realize that if a meteor hits Earth, no, no, no. We're, this isn't because a meteor is coming. I thought it was because it was like climate change would be so intense that like you you really think that just being on the ocean is gonna you're gonna be okay from the sun yeah really i think you'll be okay 2012 didn't you put everybody into like giant submarines and these huge ships you could still build fires and cook things in there but that was a meteor situation right it was a meteor was it i think it was like a meteor and flooding situation okay like tsunamis. Okay. Okay. Um, but you're proposing that we, we could just all live on boats? Water world, bro. Or we could live in bunkers. Dude, yeah, I was thinking about bunkers. Yeah, I, I saw this thing like the US has a bunch of these bunkers that are like built um, like basically like hotels underground. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're humongous. And you could survive there for at least like 10 years or something like that. Right. So someone has already built these things, possibly the government, right? And um, I can withstand like nuclear missiles and stuff like that. Yeah. 
these are you know there's there's a lot of like these apocalypse situation movies, right? And the part about those movies that interests me most is not the actual like meteors flying down, like you know, like aliens arriving. That's not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in what people do to each other. Right. Okay. Even with zombie movies, like Train to Busan. Right. I love that film because it shows you what people would actually do to each other, and that people are actually um, sometimes more monstrous. Right. Right. And we will be divided. We will become divided. We will pick and choose who gets to live and who doesn't get to live. We'll, you know, backstab each other. But what other solution is there? And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, when that apocalypse situation comes, I'm more afraid of what people are going to do to each other. You know? To get their spot. To, 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 to claim their um, entitlement to survival. Like, survival of the fittest, baby. Yeah, I know. That's exactly what's going to happen. Right. And that's a frightening thing, though. It's frightening. Yeah, yeah. It's frightening. Because, like, what do you do? Like, th- let's just say with Epic Hive, right? Let's say only, like, one of us can survive. Mm-hmm. Only one of us can get on this boat you're proposing. Right. Okay? And you have one ticket left. Okay? Mm-hmm. You already got your, your, your dog, your wife, your, like, you know, Eric Nam, and all these people on there, right? Right. And you have one ticket left, right? Would you give it… And you, but you are going to give it to one person in Epic Kai. Who would you give it to? And what would you base this decision I on? I would base it off of bodies. What do you mean? Like body mass? Oh, you mean just I have to give to one person, right? Uh, out of the three of us. Out of the three. And what, what's the criteria here? Like, what Am would, I still managing at this time? Um, <laughs> yeah, you are managing us. But you're managing all of us. So like… Right. Who would you choose though? You only had to… You only get to take one person. Who would you choose, Eddie? Who would you think really hard? Thinking, Eddie. Thinking ahead. Eddie, who would you choose? Thinking ahead. Yeah. If it becomes like this very uh, malicious, just doggy dog world. I'm going to need the biggest body I can find. And for that reason… You'll take Mithra? I'll take Mithra. <sighs> Dude could just… He could… If he… I mean, if he really put his mind to it… I know he's a big teddy bear. If he's in my crew… I mean, he could cut down lumber. That is true. He can, he's just, he's a man of a man. Yeah, and if ever the situation comes, just more meat to go around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm just trying to keep it real. If you gave me the ticket though, you know what I, I would do? I would be like, no. It's all good, fam. I'm going to stay here with, uh, with, their, with all the other fallen. And I'll take that ticket. And I'll look at Mithra and Tukas and I'll be like, you know, thank you for, uh, thank you for all those good times. And I will cut the ticket in two and pass it on to them. <laughs> and then we would all be fucked. Right. <laughs> I thought that was going to take a darker turn like in the dark night. When he's like, oh, when he has holding to choose auditions. between his. No, oh, when he's like, yeah. I'm holding auditions. Auditions. And he breaks the pool stick in half. That's goes. actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. Yeah. And then I step over their fallen bodies onto the boat. <laughs> uh, I hope that situation never comes. Do you guys believe uh, in like that whole apocalypse thing? That Bible apocalypse thing where like the forces of good and evil. Okay. It's hard not to believe that What do you everything think? everything has an end. What do you think will off the earth? 
off the earth. I don't think it's going to be zombies, right? And I've already played a lot of different scenarios and I'm well equipped to survive that and actually probably run my own civilization. Dude, I'm pretty sure if zombies come, um, like, it's going to become like this thing where like I lead mankind because I'm so prepped. I don't think it's going to be like a chemical warfare type of situation. I think it will be something as freak as like an asteroid coming or like a just an like earthquake a that just like literally cracks like an entire continent in half. You know what I mean? That's horrible. That's horrid. I hope none of these things ever happen. Right. Um, oh, God. Dude, it's hard not to think about. I live in LA. These earthquakes happen pretty All often. All the time, yeah. And, you know, one of my biggest fears is once you know, electricity technology stops working, you know, cell towers get hit down, being disconnected with your loved ones. How do you find like, so we have like, do you have to actually be prepared for this? Like water, right? Cans of chili, Lunchables, just like little things that won't perish. Quiznos, um, ramen, lobster, lobster. Lobster's perishable though, but I'm in the process of pickling them. You need ramen. You need ramen. Dude, you need ramen. honey. Dude, ramen has no nutritional value. You have to have honey. Honey never spoils. So get honey. Get a lot of honey. Okay? But why get do you your, need honey? Okay. First, it tastes good. <laughs> okay? And there's like literally no reason to have honey. What? Dude, why do you need honey? What do you mean? Why I don't do think you you'll need... need something to coat your throat because you won't be performing, bro. You'll be surviving, dude. Dude, why honey? You're telling me. Um, just because it's an apocalypse situation, you're just gonna be eating uh, chili. Okay, you're not you, you're not gonna crave sugar at all. I don't crave sugar. No, but what if what if you have a child? Okay, what they if you have a kid? They won't know what sugar is. If they're being born in a bunker, they won't know the taste <laughs> of Coca Cola. Well, that's why that's why the children that are gonna be under my purview are gonna be born in a bunker with honey. You're spoiling okay? them. They shouldn't have Well, honey. the irony of that is that honey never spoils. Okay? So honey can last forever, basically. And, you know, when you need a little bit of that sugar rush, okay? Just get a little bit of honey. Honey is really good for you when you're sick. Okay? You're not going to have sore throats. That's what I don't like about these apocalypse situations. It, it thinks that it nullifies all human conditions, right? And then we are all simply united to survive. Okay. Well, survival also involves… Sure. That's step one. Involves that people… That is step one. I agree. But people are still going to get colds. They're still going to get sore throats. You really think just because there is some asteroid coming, okay? Um, like a kid is not going to have like allergic reaction or like… Or just a simple common cold. And then he's going to be like… He's gonna be like coughing like crazy, and the dad's just gonna look at him and be like, "It's the end of the world. Wake up! Wake up! Your cold does not matter." Okay, I don't think so. I think honestly, even if even if an asteroid was coming, and we only have two months left, if my daughter gets a cold, I'm gonna tend to the cold, and that's when I need the honey. Dude, I understand, bro. <laughs> But I think you're not even thinking this through from 10% to 100%, right? Let me fill in these cracks for you, okay? Dude, dude, 
I will just because I will totally okay, just I'm, I'm be, writing okay, okay, stuff okay, down. Sure. I will rebuttal. Fuck you rebuttal. Up. Okay, <laughs> rebuttal me. Okay, you say honey is a precious commodity. It doesn't spoil. Kids will have. Uh, you know, a taste, a, a sweet tooth still. Okay, great, valid. Honey I, is basically I, liquid gold you can consume. I agree. I'm not arguing that honey is not delicious. I pour it over my oatmeal every day with the blueberries. Otherwise, oatmeal is really not tasty at all. Oh, I need that he, honey. Here's the man that said he doesn't need anything like sugar. Right. Why do you need that flavoring though? Okay. Well, whatever. Here's okay, what so. I got to say. Real estate, space, in a… 20 by 20 bunker that I've built. Okay, so we're in a bunker. Hands. Okay, we agree we're in a bunker. Yes, you're okay. in a bunker. This is, by the way, this is for my family. Um, so at the, maybe I'll have like maybe three kids by that time. Um, and you have no sugar and no honey in here. No, I never said sugar. We can have some sugar, maybe like a little jar, but only if uh, the kids are behaving right, doing their chores, and making sure operations are going smoothly. They might get a little sprinkle of sugar on their food every now and then, right? But what I'm saying is, if space is such a commodity and such a necessity, right? It's like, am I going to have a jar of honey, dude, over like a pack of them or just a… Okay, say, I've got… Uh, okay, because okay, so sugar say, doesn't occupy say, space. Let's say, I've got 500 ounces worth of space, Okay, right? Instead of honey, how about I fill that baby up with emergency powder, dude? That's going to… That's like… Okay, okay. Vitamin C, every vitamin you could think of. Did I ever say that in my bunker, we're just gonna have honey? Is that what I said? Because that would be insane. <laughs> sounds okay? sounds a bit foolish. Am I too. Winnie the Pooh? Am I am I do do you see ears on me at like teddy bear ears on me? Am I Winnie the Pooh? Do I am I pantless right now? Okay. Am I nude waist down? No, I'm not. Okay? Because that would be a crime. Right. And I'm not Winnie the Pooh. So I'm thinking. Again, not steps one through three. I'm thinking I'm thinking four through ten. And if space, if I'm gonna have to be that lady who organizes on Netflix, right? And I literally need space to do activities, like my we're gonna still like have recreational things to do in this bunker, right? And I have all of the hooks, I have things hanging off the walls. I'm not gonna leave space for honey, bro. Okay, I do agree with you that like in this situation, right before we get to the bunker, right? Okay, like uh like asteroid is coming or something, a meteor is coming, right? And like we have to grab stuff out of the house and <laughs> and we're grabbing stuff, and my wife is like, grab that bag in the in the in the in the in the closet. And I grab it and right. and then I, I'm like, wait, wait. Honey, wait, 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 I gotta I gotta get some honey. And I know what my wife is gonna say. Right. Right. She's gonna be like, What are you talking about? Get over here. And I'm like, no, I have to get the honey. And she's like, I'm leaving you here. Like, bring why do you need honey? You're like Why the fuck do you need you're honey? You're right Anne now? Hathaway in Interstellar trying to get that little memory box. Dude, but I want to bring the honey. Okay, not, it doesn't even have to be a big jar. I really feel like someone's gonna go get, get a th sore throat, dude. <laughs> Inside emergency, the my dude. Okay, a sore throat is not an emergency. Is that what you're no, saying? No, emergency. The powder, the vitamin C powder that you put into water, and it just like turns into like orange juice, and it's just. But that goes bad. No, it doesn't. Does it? Yeah, of course. I don't think so. Dude. It goes bad. Okay, and there's other like practical. Um, like, you know, the honey yeah. serves other purposes Day too. Quill, NyQuil, you get all those like little remedies. 
We'll have a little like a little snack pack drawer okay. of meds. So you're not gonna have uh, something to drink when you're in this in this bunker. You're not gonna ever make yourself an old fashioned. <laughs> okay, you're not uh, gonna have whiskey in there. No, you're really not gonna have. I'll have some whiskey. Okay, you really don't need honey. You really don't need honey. Then give me your honey. Right, I'll give you okay? honey. Yeah, whatever. I'm, I'll go to your house. I'll take all the honey. Yeah, I I don't know. I want honey in my bunker, and I feel like my bunker is gonna be way more popular than yours. That's fine. We have honey. I'm in pure survival mode. I'm not looking at uh, you know luxuries at this point. I okay. mean, we're gonna be wearing like we're all gonna be wearing freaking you know I don't know like the same exact thing, kind of like the way I do every day. I'll tell you one thing, thing though. I'll tell you one thing. Fifteen years later, we come out of these bunkers. Okay, we learned that uh, in those fifteen years, um, Earth has been repopulated like above ground by um, lobsters, by aliens, lobster-looking aliens or something. Okay, and these aliens um, want us to offer up some kind of gift to them. Okay, <laughs> that like will you know allow them to like not kill us. Okay. What are you going to give them? You're going to give them emergency packets? Huh? You're going to give them oatmeal? You're going to give them chili? While I got the honey? They're going to be like, this dude has liquid gold. Fair enough. And it even tastes good. Fair enough. And I will lead mankind back to its rightful place. With a bowl of honey in my hand. You know, it it is… I I was thinking about The Road. Remember that book? Yes. The book was much better than the film. Remember the book… He like gives his kid like a Coca-Cola and the kid I think was born in the apocalyptic time. So he's never had it before. I'm uh-huh. like, bro, why are you giving your kid something so delicious? Why are you teaching him? You know, why are you giving him a carbonated drink? Why? Like, like he doesn't need that. He doesn't know what he needs. He, he doesn't know what that tastes like. He doesn't know when that touches his lips that that's like one of the greatest flavors on earth. Right. But why are you doing that? Why, oh, are, you, dude, why are you showing him that? I've got a Coca-Cola story though. Break hearts. Broke my heart. Should I tell it? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you can do whatever. Okay, you want. so when I was in high school, um, for like a very long summer, I was in I was actually in Mexico. I was sent over to Mexico. Okay. And it was this weird camp of like at least two hundred to three hundred kids, okay, that flew in from various different cities. Um, I know what you're getting at. Like, I know what those eyes mean right now, Diane. I know you think that this is like probably a cult. It was not. It wasn't a cult. Uh, it was a thing where, like, I guess parents that were, like, super Christian were worried that their, you know, their kids were kind of delinquent. And You were a delinquent. Well, so I was sent there. This was, I think, between my freshman year in high school my, and right before my sophomore year. Okay, so I get over there. And it was a it was a very rural area in Mexico, um, very very poverty stricken area, and we were to live um, with families in their homes and help um, help with like you know building stuff and just with field work, and this is no joke. And I I was living with this family, uh, they didn't have a roof. Like they had, they had a like a very thin blanket over their house. Like a tarp. Yeah, like but it wasn't really even a tarp. 
Like you could see through it. It was like cotton. It was just really thin. And um, that was the roof. Okay. And it was, it was, it was really not that great. Uh, it was not that great of a situation. And a friend of mine and I were assigned to that house. So we were in this thing that was basically a bunk bed, but not really. Um, the friend that was sleeping underneath, uh, he got stung by a scorpion once. Mm. Okay. Um, while he was sleeping. So just things like that, right? Like millipedes everywhere. Yeah. But um, so after like the two weeks we were there um, in that house, we had to move to another place. And as on the last day, that the kid in that family uh, brought me a Coca-Cola. And up to that point, we had been eating nothing but beans and, and just, you know, that's basically all we were eating. We would occasionally get, get like a jalapeno. Okay. And that's all they could afford, but they got me a Coca-Cola. And I was like, I was like, what, why did you give me a Coca-Cola? I'm totally okay with this. But, um, someone told me that like, that was the most valuable thing they could get for me because they were grateful. And that was like, seriously, the best Coca-Cola I've ever tasted. Mm. Real sugar cane. Yeah, like I shared uh, with them. And it was because the fact that this Coke was something that I, I would just drink all the time. You know, I would drink it halfway and just leave it around and stuff, right? right. But to them, it was so valuable. Uh, and for them to buy it at the store, like, you know, it, it wasn't a thing that they could do. But they, they got that for me. And that that was like the best Coke I've ever. It's like had. honestly one of the most beautiful stories I've ever heard. And and it it affects me because every time I look at a Coke after that, like I'm reminded of it, right? Right. So um, and like the way we appreciate things, like the same Coca Cola can taste totally different when you know that it comes from, like, this incredible place, right? This incredible right. Place of um, love. Yeah, place of love. It's actually their whole like Coca-Cola campaign of like yeah. giving a Coke and, you know. Although the dad there, mm -hmm. the dad of the family, um, he did call me Diablo. Diablo. Which means like the devil. devil. Yeah. Whoa. Super shade. Yeah, he threw mad shade yeah. at me. Like he didn't really like me. Cause he he thought, taps you on the shore. He's like, oh, I meant Tablo, Tablo. No, I, my name was not Tablo back oh, then. Oh, it was yeah. just… Daniel. Daniel. Yeah, but he called me Diablo. Uh, but yeah, that was the best Coke I've ever had. Yeah. That's pretty cool, man. It was awesome. I mean, when you were telling me that story, there's really nothing like, you know, disciplining kids, sending them to, uh, you know, uh, broadening their horizons and seeing that there is more… Oh, no, 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 no. Don't get the wrong idea. Hmm. I appreciated this part of the thing, but that entire trip it was terrible. Well, the fact that I was sent there to, dude, we had to dig cac like cacti, like cactuses out of uh, a hill. Yeah, and they're tiny cactuses. And I can totally tell that whoever was in charge of this organization was just having us do that just to have us do something. Because there is yeah, no way you can get term. all those cactuses out of there, right? And we would be dropping cactuses on our toes and stuff like that. And it would right. just get stuck on our toes. Right. Scorpions everywhere, for for one thing. Right. Okay. Uh, this place was called San Simon. 
Right. Uh, look it up on Google, San Simon, Mexico. And, um, you know, apart from when we stayed with these, with these families and it was actually really, that was the most amazing experience I've ever had. But except for that, everything else was basically torture. Right. Like they would uh, like put us in room. Maybe it was a cult, man. I'm like, I'm not even yeah. sure. They put us into these rooms and told us to like, um, like think about our wrongdoings for like two hours and then come out. Tell you funny jokes, but you get scolded if you laugh. Immediately when we got there, they made, made us shave our heads. Because all of us, they made us, wait, this is this sounding is, more and more like a cult. This is the holes, dude. They based the book holes off of your experience. Okay, this is weird. Yeah, but I'm not kidding. They they made us um, shave our heads because apparently having um, bangs or like having semi-long hair um, was considered um, by the locals to be, you know, Diablo. Like to be like wrong. Okay, for us to have long hair. So they, they and also there was like lice problems. So they told us to shave our heads and that's the first thing we did. Um... Dude, this is sounding really scary. What the hell did I go through now that I think about it? Right. And then at the end of it, uh, when we, they, we, we trucked back to uh, LA. So right before we got to LA, you know how like as you're nearing the border, um, the scenery of Mexico changes a lot. Mm-hmm. Like that's, how, that's when I knew. Like because I was in San Simon, which was really, really… Just a rural area, right? Like no buildings, nothing. And then as we're heading to the border, I see these magnificent houses. Like there are some amazing mansions and stuff. Right. And then we stopped by a beach and the beach was beautiful. Like the sand was just like, you know, like that white sand. And like you, I remember like I would, I ran into the ocean because this was like the first time I could like actually not do work and just be in the water and then uh with the heel of my with my heel i would dig in and these oyster things would be there oysters like clams huge clams and i i smashed them together because someone told me to smash them and just eat it right right off the thing and i did how was it it was disgusting (laughs) but um sounds warm yeah it was disgusting (laughs) but um but it was beautiful and then we got back to la i think there's a uh Oh I, can my God. See, I can see your face as you're describing yeah, as this As I'm experience. describing this, because you got to keep in mind, I was like, 15. what, like 13, 14, 15 at the time. I was, it was end of freshman year. So how old am I? I'm like 14. So maybe like these things didn't register to me. I think you left out a very key part of that story where all of these activities before you did, they were uncuffing you. You were in jail. No, bro. no, no. That didn't happen. But there were like 300 kids there. And in the mornings, they would have us come out and um, like, and then somebody would come up and speak. Oh, dude, what? <laughs> okay, I am really scared now. All right, I'm gonna, I, actually, I, I'm gonna call a friend that. I'm gonna phone a friend, a lifeline. Well, I'm gonna call a friend that lives in New York right now, but he, uh, he was there with me. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't remember certain details like… It's like a Jason Bourne episode. I gotta, I'm going to call him to, to, to figure this out. Like, What was this thing that we were a part of? Okay. 
This was like straight off the bat. Like freshman year, okay? In in high school. That's it was like 1994 to 1995. Please leave your message for. Wow. <laughs> you should leave a, a message. Leave a message. Mike, remember the um the the place in Mexico that we were sent to uh during that summer like between freshman and sophomore year in high school? I can't remember the name of the uh the place that we were at and also the name of the that that program where like all the where all those kids were like where we were like what the what was the name of that program because I'm talking about it on my podcast and as I'm describing it you know like how we had to shave our heads and stuff as I'm describing it I'm kind of scared that maybe we were sent to like a cult Okay so call me back <laughs> I know this is a weird message for you to get, but dude, call me back or text me back. Thank you. Message canceled. Thank you for calling. What? What do you have to press? What do you have to press after that? Then you just hang up, bro. Ah. Oh God. Because that was such a genuine, heartfelt message of panic. It's like when you dial, you phone like a friend on who wants to be a millionaire. Okay, I'm calling again. Uh, That's fantastic. Why isn't he picking up? What time is it in New York right now? It's it's midnight. Well, he is vegan. (laughs) That is true. I don't know how that explains anything. I don't know. Maybe he's healthier. So like maybe he's more health conscious. Meaning he'll go to sleep earlier. earlier. Yeah. I get <laughs> you it. Know? Yo, you don't have to explain to me. I get it, bro. Yeah. He quit drinking. Uh, he's straight up vegan. That is true. Please leave your message for Michael Lee. Yo, Mike. It's Tableau. Um, okay. You know that place we went to in Mexico? Between freshman year and sophomore year high school? That weird camp? What was the name of the camp and what was the name of the city that we were in? Like that rural area that we were in in Mexico. Um, because I'm describing it on my podcast and the the part where we had to shave our heads and stuff like that. I'm kind of worried that maybe we had been sent to a cult. So um, I know this is weird, but please hit me back. Text me back, okay? To replay your message, press 1. To continue recording, press 2. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. For delivery options, press 4. I mean, does this have to be so complicated? You just hang up. Hang up. Okay. Message marked urgent. Whoa. To replay your message, press 1. To continue recording, press 2. To delete and re-record your message, press 3. I would just hang up. For delivery options, press 4. I just... To cancel this message, press star. To send this message now, press pound or hang up. Okay, well, you could have said that first. Your message has been sent. Thank you for calling. Well, thank, thank you. What kind of voicemail does he have set up? My goodness, he must. Is that like a house? Yeah, is that a? Uh, I don't know. It's his. It's his phone line. T-Mobile. Like just his cell phone. Sidekick. Okay. Well, anyways, I can't. So, um, I will get the exact name of the place. And the uh, name of this program that we were a part of. Uh, I know it was Christian related. Okay. Because there was a pastor in charge. And that pastor hated me. And he accused me of all these different things. And like dude I am seriously like. Digging into. This is like becoming a true crime like kind of 
This is weird. Now that I've talked at length about this Mexico situation, do not. Doesn't this shit sound like a cult? Uh, not really. Not to me. They had us shave our heads, locked us in rooms for like six-hour prayer sessions where we couldn't eat, we couldn't come out, and it was just completely dark in a, in a tiny fucking bunker with a ceiling that was like this low. Was mm. it all boys or girls? There were girls there too. And but, but we you were, said they're all like troubled kids though, right? That's what they told us. And there were like 200, 300 kids. Every morning they would have us gather in the in, in like a courtyard area, like in, in the camp, like main center area. And I don't know. Now that I like, now I'm having flashbacks and it, it seems pretty cultish to me. Yeah, yeah. It does sound pretty cultish. Okay. Well, anyways. <clears throat> whoa. Well, I don't know what that shit was that I was a part of, but I've been in some maybe that's why I ended up the person I am. Um because these are like my formative years. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um seeing your friend like plop to the ground during push-ups during mandatory push-ups. Right. Because they had us doing push-ups for some reason. And my friend plopped down because a scorpion had gone up his shirt. While he was doing push-ups. Right. It's not something that like… Something that you see when you're 14. Right. Right? And um, I guess… Yeah. I guess that's… That probably affected like who I am. And maybe like the music that I'm making. It's great music. You know, some of the stuff I say in my songs are like pretty out there. And I think maybe that's where all this comes from. Mm. Could be. You've had yeah. a very interesting uh, upbringing and just journey in life. Yeah, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone though. Right. right. Like, uh, I have, you know, I have friends who just, who grew up in a very, like, secure, um, very pleasant way from, from how I see it. And I'm not, like, envious of them or anything because everyone has their own journey. I'm not ashamed of mine, though it was pretty damn weird. But uh, but like uh, I wouldn't recommend it to them, right? Or to I wouldn't want you in, because I know for for a fact that if this happened to you, Eric, and your younger brother, let's just say you and Eric, if mm-hmm. it happened to you, like I don't think Eric would have been okay. I think you also like I think you would have gone crazy. I think you would have um, done something on the campground to to handle this situation. <laughs> I think you may have gone. I think you may have gone nuts, though. I wouldn't have gone nuts, but I definitely would have tried to break out. I've always resisted um, upper management, even growing up. Yeah, I've uh, I've had in school suspensions and such. But if you and I went together, it's game over. Game over. We would have actually taken over. (laughs) Um, Like we would have resisted to the point where we became like. The authority. I would be calling the pastor into my office. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. We would be calling the pastor and all those people like out into the field at 7 in the morning. The first thing that For I the morning do, exercise. First thing I would change is I would say this soil you guys are working with, this dirt that we're digging, it's not going to work for the amount of tomatoes and oranges and lemon trees we're going to plant. That is true. And also I would uh I would somehow domesticate the scorpions. I would train the scorpions. I would put little like ant man devices on them. 
and I would use the scorpion against them. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I don't know. It's, uh, I think. How did we get here? What were we talking about today? Bunkers. 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 Oh, the apocalypse situation. Again, I don't do well with dust. I I touched on that with Mars and all that. I wouldn't do well in this environment for those reasons. I would first change I would do if I was governor of this camp, bring a lot of soil, bring a bunch of sods of grass and let's make this place beautiful, baby. Did you notice though? That, you know, I haven't really talked about this thing, like, ever, mm-hmm. really, to anyone. Um, because, but I have told that Coca-Cola story many times. Because that was, like, a beautiful moment for you. Isn't that amazing that this, that the other parts of this are, like, unexplainable and possibly very cultish and scary. But I have only, I have blocked it out. And I only remember that beautiful lesson I learned. Right. And and now, I, as I was describing the other parts of the situation, I realized how kind of horrific it may have been. Because you're also a kid, you know, you don't really make yeah. sense of all of that. If you, if, if That's Tableau weird. right now of 2019 went back in time, you know, you would probably raise hell and be drop kicking upper management and freeing these kids, herding them out like a bunch of sheep there into was a, Noah's Ark. There was a toilet. And there was a giant pig under the toilet. Giant pig? Yeah. What are you talking about? Uh, in the house that I was staying at, they had an outdoor, you know, um, like a bathroom kind of setup made of wood. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just planks and like a makeshift wooden toilet kind of thing with basically a hole. And there was a giant pig that was underneath. Um, and every time I would go to the bathroom, there the the pig would I would be hearing the pig grunting and just out. I I am not kidding. Like, yeah, no, I don't think this is things that you could just make up off the top of your head. Yeah, these you know, these are you know actual things stories. that happen. This is real talk. Um, but I I don't think I've actually thought about it for a very very long time. But that Coca Cola story is is a takeaway, and also right. that family took me to this. Um, family gathering, like other families gathered and had a party. And it was like, it was just like those movies. Like it was like Coco because they were like, there was a lot of music and it was very festive. And I, and I was, you know, I was struck by the fact that everyone there was like dealing with incredible poverty, right? but extremely grateful, like constantly grateful. And, um, they, they, the way they were enjoying music and each other's company was was something that like even my family in Korea didn't have. Mm-hmm. And we were doing much better than like, you know. Financially. Yeah. So much better than anybody there. Right. And I think it, it that's like when it dawned upon me. Like I was like, you know, it, being grateful is probably like the greatest skill you can have. Gratitude. Yeah. If, if, you, if you are able to be grateful, that's like, that's the way to stretch a dollar, if you think about it. Right. Right. You don't need that much money if you if you have like extreme gratitude skills. Yeah, that's. I think that is the the true key to happiness because if if you um if you're not thankful for what the situation is, if you're not able to compare that you have a good situation, someone always has it worse, and the skills that you have, I mean, the fact that we're walking around right now, it's like it's a blessing. Right? Yeah, um, and I think 
I didn't know you're going to go spin off to like this whole cult thing, but think about. I, I didn't either. Right. I didn't. And you were no, really. I was just telling you like what happened. And watching you put those pieces together, because clearly you haven't really thought about this since then. Yeah. You have this beautiful memory of like the Coca Cola and the kindness and that amazing family. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's like if it wasn't a cult, the values of the camp of bringing in like troubled kids and. And having them live in rougher conditions, I think that somewhat works. Yeah, may, may, like it might not have been a cult, although everything I've described makes it sound like a cult. Right. It might not have been a cult. I don't know. Well, I didn't get indoctrinated, so it's okay. Like, you know, yeah. I'm fine. Right. Guys, I'm fine. It all worked out. But if ever there's another situation where I end up somewhere like that, I will mm-hmm. call you immediately. You got to fly in so we can take that shit over. Yeah, I'm down. That's easy. All right, guys. Thank you for being with us today. If ever you're, you find yourself in a situation where you're uh, not sure what the hell's going on, right. call us and we'll let you know. <laughs> if someone's shaving your head unwillingly, give us a shout. Tweet at us yes. while it's happening. Say what's going on. Send us a selfie. A gift to explain your emotions. Just let us know. And, you know, hopefully Diane will source it and let us know. <laughs> DM us. DM us. In that, criti- in that critical situation. Live stream. Yeah, yeah live Tag. stream. Live stream. Tag at the Tableau podcast. IG live. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.